like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prudes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. Quoting Jack Ranella in his book, Partners in Power, said, he says, most outsiders to leather, and in this case, BDSM, S&M, uh, make the faulty assumption that our subculture is highly structured, regimented, and generally extreme in its practices. To the uninformed, we're all strict, strict, sadistic masters, groveling, masochistic slaves, or raunchy, insatiable pigs. The truth of the matter, though, is that the number of those who fit in any of the above categories is minimal. Most leather folk, most BDSM people, are rather gentle people simply intent on a good time and some kind of sexual outlet. A bell curve of our community would show that the vast majority of us are rather versatile seekers who use kink to enhance but not regulate our relationships. The majority of players are just that, players, and consider themselves as tops or bottoms. And many of those who do so are in fact versatile over the course of time. That's not to say that some aren't exclusively top or bottom. It simply means that given the right circumstances, most leather folk will opt for a good time rather than f no time at all. In practice, we switch or are versatile for the sake of convenience, curiosity, or lust fulfillment. Historically, roles were more clearly defined in the 1950s. Many of our gay leather forefathers, for instance, believed that everyone started as a bottom and earned their leather. Pro-doms wouldn't be expected to switch, again setting a precedent for clear role-playing. The, relativ the relativity of the late 20th century has done much to smash such stereotypes. The titles top and bottom obviously refer to the positions two people have in relation to one another, as in the missionary position of sexual intercourse, where the fucker is on top and the fucky is on the bottom. Uh, today I wanted to talk about that, just that, how the majority of people are tops and bottoms, most people in the BDSM culture at large are not in actual power exchange relationships. Many are just in relationships uh, with people, but they're not BDSM relationships. Uh, most people are just role-playing. Uh, the vast majority of people that use our terminology of Dominant and submissive are role-playing dominant and submissive. And really, why, why that is, is just we have a lack of 
other types of role plays or roles for role playing to uh, to use. Most of the time, people don't like to use the title of top or bottom. It just doesn't doesn't sound as exciting in a role play to say I'm. I'm the top and you're the bottom and I'm topping and you're bottoming. It just doesn't sound as neat as it would or hot or sexy as it is to say I'm role playing as the dominant and you're role playing as the submissive. So I get it. I mean, I get that uh, that that happens, but it happens uh, when it happens. Sorry. It's rather confusing. My statement is always this. I wish that uh, people who were role-playing, tops and bottoms who were role-playing, would pick some other type of uh, uh, roles to play because they're being confusing, and they're oftentimes they themselves are confused. They think they have a connection to dominance and submissives, but in actuality, they're just LARPing. They're doing a live-action role-play. Uh, they're not a knight in shining armor. They're not a uh, an archery-wielding maven. They're not any of those things. They're not a magician. They're not a lord, uh, a, a lord king. They're they're just LARPing. As those people are LARPing those fantasy positions, uh, BDSM for a lot of tops and bottoms is just as fantasy-filled. They're not, outside of their scene, they're not a dominant, and uh, their partner is not a submissive, but only when they come together in a play scene, when they're role-playing, do they assume those uh, identities as their roles. For those of us who have identities such as dominant and submissive, it is wildly annoying when people misuse our identities. Uh, it a lot of times feels almost like a BDSM cultural appropriation. It's like they are uh, taking something away from us to use, but it doesn't have the same richness that uh, our identities have within our culture. And so it's like they're just use, using it or utilizing it just for a play scene. And they do that a lot. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey was really uh, a popular uh, movie and, and somewhat of a popular book series as well. And uh, that whole franchise... Uh, caused a lot of people to assume the roles the roles within their role playing of master and slave. Uh, some of the Gorean books uh, caused people also to assume these role playing identities of of master and slave that were uh, that were not their actual identities. They weren't in actual relationships uh, where. One was a master all the time, and one was a submissive slave all the time. And so um, uh, oftentimes role players just have a lack of imagination, I guess. They have a lack of, uh, of making up uh, uh, roles to suit, um, to suit the type of play that they want to do. And I think 
part of it may be um, our BDSM culture's fault. We haven't provided any kind of alternatives or uh, any kind of opportunities or anything else. Uh, we don't know of any of any way to help them make their role playing fun. Um, I don't think the burden is completely on us. I think uh, often the burden is on uh, on those who enjoy the kinks that they enjoy to come up with uh, scenarios that uh, that they can enjoy. And so it's not completely on us, but it's definitely just a tad bit annoying a lot of times when someone is talking about how they're um, this kinky dom person that likes these kinks and it's all about these kinks and, and you know, there's not any real relationship there where they're acting as dominant at any time other than other than when they're just doing these kinks or and vice versa. It's also annoying when they, when I see who my submissive is and, and how she is all the time and the, the, just the richness and, and just the uh, the treasure that she is, and then I see somebody talking about how they're submissive in this kink, and then they do this kink, and then they do this bratty kink, and I'm a bratty brat brat, and uh, and then I do this kinky kink kink, and and then you know they're they're not a real submissive, and it's not like I'm trying to be like one true way or anything, but I'm just saying that they're not authentically a submissive identity wise they know they're not they know that they're role playing but oftentimes they think they have a connection to our identities when all they are is just larpers and so uh, that's just what i wanted to bring today to the table was that there is just this disconnect uh where people think that they're connected but the vast majority of people as jack granilla said are are players um, and they're, they consider themselves tops or bottoms, at least they should. And many of them are in fact versatile and they switch back and forth between giving kink, receiving kink, doing kink, having kink done to them. And, uh, when that kink is role play, uh, it can make them sound like something that they're not because it's just an act it's just something that they're, it's just a, a theater, a stage uh, that they are performing on. And so definitely something just to consider, uh, you know, if you're into the kink of role playing, more power to you. Um, I think it's awesome that you have a kink that you enjoy. Just wish that you could come up with a more imaginative roles to play instead of borrowing our BDSM identities of master, slave, daddy, girl, uh, dom, sub, uh, daddy, little, daddy, boy, those different uh, identities that we have within our BDSM culture. I just wish that you could come up with something more creative uh, uh, for your kinky play scenes. And so I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for this BDSM United podcast. Uh, maybe a hint of a rant there, but it's just um, suggesting that our culture come up with more creative ways to do their role-playing kink. 
role-playing kinks. Um, you can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. Um, let me know what you come up with. If you have different role plays that you enjoy, um, leave us a comment on your favorite platform telling us what those are. Connect with us on Fat Life and tell us which role plays that you've created um, so that we can maybe share those and maybe you have the next great idea. That would be awesome. It'd be awesome for our community if you had um, a resolution uh, to this uh, appropriation that is happening. Uh, it has been a joy speaking with you today, and I'll talk with you again soon. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of whips, chains, and duct tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.